Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 18th edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2022-2023 school year, we visit with a pair of Monmouth alumni who are also synonymous with the college's track and field program. Director of Athletics, Recreation, and Fitness, Roger Haynes, and track and field head coach, Brian Woodard. tradition-rich and highly successful athletics program has seen a number of legendary coaches over the decades. During the recent era, one of those giants has been Roger Haynes, a 1982 Monmouth graduate and former school record holder in the high jump and javelin. Roger's achievements as a Monmouth coach are just as impressive. While running the track and field program over four decades, Roger coached more than 200 students who earned All-American honors. He led Monmouth track and field teams four different times to four NCAA finishes, and he oversaw 23 teams that finished in the top 20 nationally. In 2007, he was named the U.S. Track and Field Coaches Association Men's Indoor National Coach of the Year, and he was named Midwest Region Coach of the Year four times. Roger was the Midwest Conference Track and Field Coach of the Year 53 times. Last calendar year, Roger announced that he was concluding the coaching side of his work at the college so that he could focus on being Mama's full-time Director of Athletics, Recreation, and Fitness. That's a job Roger held for more than a decade while also serving as a full-time coach. Brian Woodard, a 1997 Monmouth alumnus who was the Fighting Scots assistant coach and strength and conditioning coach for two dozen seasons, succeeded Roger as director of running programs, which includes overall coaching supervision of track and field. And on Saturday, February 11th, Brian and the rest of the Fighting Scots will honor his former coach by inaugurating the Roger Haynes Invitational. The event will get underway at 10.45 in the morning in Mama's Huff Athletic Center. You can read more about the event and all things Fighting Scots related on the World Wide Web at mamascots.com. I recently caught up with Brian and Roger in the field house of the Huff Athletic Center to discuss the upcoming Roger Haynes Invitational, Mammoth Track and Field, and the State of Intercollegiate Athletics. Roger said that while it's quite an honor to have his name on a track and field invitational, it will be even more special on February 11th to see his former students as well as this year's edition of Fighting Scots Track and Field. Well, as you said when we started discussing this earlier, it's much better to have it when you're still alive named than when you're dead, so I guess that's a good thing today. Uh, it's a combination of things next weekend. I haven't thought a lot about it, but it'll be a... First chance for me to see our 2023 track teams, and that'll be exciting for me. And I think there's a good group of alums coming back, and that'll be a long day. I've thought about conversations I need to have with a few of them because of what they've meant to me and to our program. Without those 
people doing as good a job as they did all through all the 39 years of me coaching. I don't have much of a career if kids don't listen and don't do the right thing. So uh, the greatest success is, is the combination of kids that we have right now, and they're improving certainly, and uh, the kids that we've had uh, that are alumni now that have participated multiple years in our program. So important to get to combine those two things on this occasion. Reflect a little on how track and field at Monmouth College has evolved since you came here as a student, and then also how the athletics program itself has evolved since your days as a student at Monmouth. Um, I, I think the big thing for me is that it's become more consistent. Uh, I was lucky as a student here, and I was lucky as a young coach to get to spend quite a bit of time around Bobby Wool, who anybody who knows anything about Monmouth knows he's athletics personified around here. I was really fortunate that Bobby introduced me to uh, the guys who had been on championship teams previously. I was well aware of who they were. Uh, John Weatherly was a a star on the 1932 conference championship team, and I got to meet him a number of times. He was two-time Drake Relays champ and an alternate on the Olympic team back when the Olympic trials was actually a three-meet performance, and he was injured, or he probably would have been a medalist for us in the Olympics. He was tremendous in the triple jump. Uh, Got to meet Channing Pratt and, and a number of those guys from the 1954 team, and that was a championship team, and Glenn Brooks is a good friend, uh, Count him as a good friend from the 1961 team that was a great sprinter and long jumper, was conference record holder in the long jump for many, many years. So uh, I feel like the success was always there. The consistency just hadn't been there. So um, we got things going fairly early in the 80s, and we've remained reasonably consistent, and the college has come along with support with facilities and those types of things since then. And you should be consistent when they show that kind of commitment to what we're doing. So we had great great individual athletes and some great teams previously that would have matched up with almost anything we've had. But um, I just think we've been a bit more consistent from year to year. And uh, we really haven't changed how we do things very much since the early 80s when we started coaching. So um, should be some consistency, I think. Also seems like, especially in track and field, there's been sort of an oral tradition of alumni handing things down to new students who are coming on to the program. Uh, A lot of support among alums, by the alums, for the program. Yeah, there's there's certainly emotional and and financial support to things that we've done over the years. If there's two things I wish I would have done differently as a young coach, I should have been a much better data and a much better record-keeping person. I have a lot of things in my head of times and things that people did, but it'd be interesting to be able to compare times and progressions for some of the 80s and 90s people to current kids. Uh, The other one, certainly, and and we can work in this, in all avenues of athletics, uh, alumni opportunities to be back, talk to our kids, tell them about their own difficult experiences, tell them about their own successes so that kids can see that it's possible. Uh, I think I've had kids tell me in the past, uh, I'm not Charles Burton or I'm not so-and-so. I thought I was putting a lot of pressure on them. I wouldn't put pressure on them if I didn't think they had a chance to achieve some pretty high goals. So maybe we need to get those people around in all sports even more often. Athletics overall has also grown a great deal at Monmouth College. Yeah, 22 22 sports right now, Uh, many of them doing well. We've got some work to do in some of them from a roster size and some from a success standpoint. I feel like uh, we've made great improvements in the 14 years since I've been the athletic director. The facilities things came along when 
Coach Glasgow and Dr. Giese were working together, but uh, President Wyatt and President Ditzler have allowed us to expand some of our offerings. They've allowed us to expand our coaching staff and uh, some of the travel and some of the, the things that we do that way. So um, anytime you get what you ask for and, and there's some growth in regards to what we're doing, there should be some success. And um, we're not quite exactly where I'd like to be right now. We look at the All Sports Trophy for men and women. We've won those on a number of occasions, but we haven't been good enough in the last couple of years. We've got work to do, and I think we've got a coaching staff that's capable of doing that. Brian, what's it feel like to be getting ready for, well, th- this season? What does it feel like this season, getting ready for your first season as a head coach after sort of being mentored for a few years along the way? Uh, it's definitely been interesting. Um, I see a completely different uh, perspective from from being an assistant coach to being the head coach now. Uh, a few more details oriented uh, on a daily basis. Uh, uh, more conversations with an expanded uh, group of kids as well, which I think has, has actually helped the relationship process with our kids, which is always important. Um, I, I feel every weekend I feel pretty excited about the the next uh, the next weekend. We've we've done really well the first couple weekends here and and. Uh, uh, go to Illinois Wesleyan this weekend for uh, the uh, meet prior to um, to the to the Roger Haynes Invitational. So each week we keep building, and and uh, I'm I'm actually really impressed with the with some of the leadership that our upperclassmen have actually shown so far, and our, uh, our underclassmen are, are kind of they're buying into the process, and I think that's that's the most difficult part of. Uh, the growing process with a program is, is getting everybody to buy in and everybody to, to, to pull on the same end of the, to the rope. And so far we're getting that. So I'm excited. Being involved with Monmouth Athletics for more than a quarter of a century. When did you know this was something that you want to do for a career? Uh, I came here in 1993 from Decatur, assuming I was going to be a businessman and I was going to wear a suit and a tie. And that quickly changed, uh, um, some of the classes that I took challenged me enough that I, uh, I, I found myself finding interest in different areas. And honestly, the, you know, Coach Haynes uh, really changed my pr- thought process on how, on how to approach my academics. And and uh, honestly, you know, two years into it, I knew I, was, I changed into a physical education major so I can get into coaching in the high school um, career. Um, that only lasted, you know, a couple months. I coached girls high school basketball, and then I started coaching uh, with the track program here immediately in '97. So I think, um, you know, once you, it seems like once you get into something like uh, like coaching, and, and if you're in the right place, and which I've always felt like I have been, um, you you want to stay and see how long how long you can make a difference. And I think, you know. I've said it to some of the recruits and some of the kids in our program now. You know, Monmouth College gave me an opportunity, you know, in 1993 to come to school here. I got my d- diploma and degree here. It, it pretty much changed the course of my life at that point, and uh, I'm going to try to do the same thing for the next however many generations of kids um, of kids that I can affect. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, Monmouth has just been a special place. I knew once I started coaching, I probably didn't really want to go anywhere else. There's always, you know, there, you know, everybody has that greener pasture thing, and I, I've always found my greener pasture to be here. So, and when you talk about being a coach, you're more than just a coach at Monmouth College, right? You're a teacher, a mentor, a role model. 
Yeah, we, we talk a lot about, you know, three aspects that we want to try to help kids, you know, make them a better person than what they were than when they came, you know, challenge their views a little bit and then make them more prepared than what they were when they came as well. And uh, the mentoring process, I think the, we, we've, we've dove a little bit deeper into that this past fall, um, especially with our freshmen, um, requiring them to, you know, meet with our with, with our coaching staff, our assistant coaches and head coaches, and um, then with the upperclassmen, it's more of an every other week process, just trying to find out where their head's at and where their, what their ultimate goal is, not just in, in the, the track and field aspect of things, but what, the, what they want to do ultimately with their careers and some of those things so we can try to help you know, mentor them and get them in, in the, headed in the right direction. And um, if, if you're, a, even as an assistant coach, you always know that there's going to be problems that pop up and uh, you know, kids have challenges, whether it's classes, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, you name it, those things pop up on a daily basis. And um, you just got to be ready to help, you know, guide them and not let them feel like they're overwhelmed and let them know that they have a, you know, they have family around them, with, whether it's myself or another track uh, member to give them that, that mentor and that, that uh, guidance and leadership that they need. So. I think what's great about athletics at Monmouth is it's not seen as extracurricular, it's seen as co-curricular. It's part of the college experience. Yeah, absolutely. And our kids, we've, we've done so, I, I, I guess I should brag a little bit too. Our kids have done such a good job with the academic portion this past fall. We, our men had a 3.11 GPA overall and our women ended up having a 3.61 GPA. So um, the co-curricular, we're, we're, we take our academics really seriously and want to make sure that they, they know that that's, a, that's the main reason why they're here. Um, we're, 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 we've done such a good job. I want to continue with that. So um, we, we have tutoring and some of those, some of those things, peer tutoring or whether they're meeting with professors. And so it's, they, they know that we're invested in them as a person, as a, as a student athlete, not just in a, as an athlete. And uh, the young kids have, have seen the upperclassmen do it and there's no questions asked and things just get done. And that's, that's, a, that's a great thing. So. Roger, I know winning conference championships is important. Winning national championships is a goal, but the fact that last fall 40% of your teams had a cumulative GPA of 3.2 on a 4.0 scale had to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, I was proud when I saw the coaches ask for their reports, basketball team, men's basketball. Uh, I was down at practice one day, and a couple of the guys were telling me about that their team GPA was high, and they were excited about it. Uh, we probably need to publicize the individual and, and team academic All-Americans even more than we already do. I just dawned on me as Brian's sitting here talking about how high their GPAs are. It, it made me realize why I probably wasn't coaching. I'm not intelligent enough to coach kids that are averaging 3.6, so that's probably why it was time for me to be done. Now, uh, the kids definitely know why they come here. It's uh, multiple hooks to be successful at Monmouth College. You, you can and, and will be successful in multiple things. So the fact that they want to win games and the fact that they've got high GPAs, it, probably it, it, I don't know that I need to talk about this one, but it's a great measure as well. As one of the first things Brian told me knowing where we've been in the past was we had nobody under 2.0 so we didn't have any new kids come in and fail and sometimes that's just as important as how smart the smartest kids are the fact that they recruited a strong freshman class and those kids all came in and did acceptable work depending upon what their parents want uh, we have nobody in GPA problems so it should be onward and upward from here with the track program in terms of uh, what their GPAs can be. Maybe it's going to go even higher in the next couple of years. That'd be great. You're listening to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. I'm talking to Director of Athletics, 
Recreation and Fitness, Roger Haynes, along with track and field head coach, Brian Woodard. Before we get back to our conversation with them, a note that George Bernard Shaw's Canada, which was going to be performed at the end of February, has been canceled. The next play of the Monmouth Theater season will be The Little Mermaid. That's a co-production with the Buchanan Center for the Arts. It will be performed April 20th through the 23rd at the Wells Theater. And be sure to circle Wednesday, February 22nd on your calendar. At noon on that day in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium, Mammoth Chaplain, the Reverend John Huxtable, will hold an Ash Wednesday service for the campus community as well as members of the general public. Now let's get back to my conversation with Roger Haynes and Brian Woodard. Track and field at Monmouth College has 22 freshmen on this year's teams, and Brian says there's a lot to like about them. In terms of who to watch with the, with the, with the freshman class, we've had some really good things uh, happen with Karina Inkst already, uh, Miranda Hersey. Um, we're getting um, Kayla Braun off of, an, off of a... Um, uh, bursa sack, a burst bursa sack here. She had surgery back in, in December, so hopefully we'll get her back soon. Uh, on the men's side of things, Seth Johnson, who is also active in football, uh, he's he's uh, shaping into to track form finally, so he's doing some good things. Um, Eli Perry from Rolling Meadows High School, he's uh, he he will has run well so far in the 800. He'll. Uh, continue that with that with the mile on the 800 here in the next couple weeks as well. He, he's been on the 4x4. Um, Adrian Outlaw from Galesburg um, has high jumped. Anything we've asked Adrian to do so far, he's done really well in the Open 400. He's currently ranked in the top five in our conference, uh, actually number two currently. Um, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, we have some pros kids that are doing okay. <laughs> yeah, we we have a couple of our throws guys doing okay as well. Um, sophomore Shane Shane Anderson uh, put in a lot, quite a bit of work this summer and in the fall, and has really changed his body a little bit and changed some of his technical stuff for sure. Um, he uh, currently ranked in the top ten in the country in the weight throw. Uh, Caleb Toberman's around uh, right around 18, so he's in the top 20 as well. Uh, Reed Wilson's vaulting uh, okay for him right now. He's got some high aspirations, and we want to try to make sure that we, we fulfill that goal, but. Uh, um, done really well so far with overall and it's just a nice mix of kids doing things it's not um, one particular group or one particular person it's being it's it's the whole team making a, a difference in the whole program so obviously the point in track and field is the peak at the end of the season but the Roger Haynes Invitational the inaugural Roger Haynes Invitational is probably going to be pretty special uh, special in a lot of regards honestly you know anytime you've got somebody um, Who's done so much for not just for the track and field program, but for the for the college and for the athletic department itself? You, you know, and so it's a, a pretty small honor in some regards. You know, there, you, you wish always wish there was more that you could do for someone like that who's affected so many people. Um, we have right now about 110 alums coming back to 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 be a part of it. I'm I'm super excited about that. Um, guys dating all the way back from the '85, '86, '86 teams. Uh, Joe Welty, I I. I Forgive me, I think he's in 78 or 76. Um, so um, j all the way up to this past year, kids, kids and, 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 you know, adults coming back. I keep saying kids because I'm used to saying that. But, you know, members from all those programs, um, you know, he's had such an impact on, on the Midwest Conference, Monmouth College and track and field in general. And uh, 
you know, he's definitely an icon in the, in the Midwest Conference, and he's, he's the standard to live by in, in, in that regards. And, uh, you know, it, it won't be long before the NCAA, you know, has some, has some awards for him as well, I, hopefully anyway, I would assume. So he's – anytime you have somebody achieve at all, all levels, you know, you know he's had a, a huge impact. So, Roger, w- there's a lot of talk right now about – future of college athletics but most of that's on the d1 level where things are quite frankly kind of a mess but at the d3 level in college sports uh th- things are going pretty well these days uh two sides to the coin of course Dwayne. uh d3 sports are doing well the coaching's gotten better off-season training's gotten better facilities have gotten better people are presidents and college boards are really uh dedicated to making the overall experience uh, great instead of just getting by. So that is a great thing for D3. Um, I quite honestly worry about the Nationals level in the upcoming years because when the, I don't know that everybody knows, but the CBS contract for men's Division One basketball pays for 100% of everything that occurs at all three levels, men and women, for uh, NCAA competition. So the basketball contract is so rich that Division Three gets by with just over 3% of the total budget, but that's still a lot for travel and meals and hotels and those types of things for kids to participate in the, at the national level. The NCAA uh, misunderstood a lot of times. People think that, that our regular season has anything to do with the NCAA. It really doesn't. It's all about postseason competitions. So um, really strong in terms of the dedication that Division Three programs have shown. Division One programs now, including Monmouth, have many Division One facilities. Our indoor track, the April Zorn Stadium, Peacock, the Fitness Trotter Fitness Center upstairs. Those are things Division One schools had not very long ago, and the fact that we have them now is pretty amazing. But uh, the national level competition concerns me a bit in the future, and I worry that it may end up being more regional than national, and that would be a shame because there are great teams in the Midwest that we get to participate against all the time, and some of our teams have had success at the national level, and that's a pretty unique thing. Winning a conference championship is a big deal, but competing at a high level at the national level against everyone in the country in Division Three that's pretty unique, and we've been lucky to do that well a number of times. What do you enjoy most about being involved with intercollegiate athletics? Obviously, you get to see a lot of great games, a lot of great contests, but what is it that uh, you've enjoyed the most? Uh, the first thing, for as many years as I coached, I'd have to say teaching. I Coaching means you sit in the front of the bus and you decide what hotel you stay in. Teaching Monday through Thursday during the week is extremely important to the progress of your team and to, to the kids' overall satisfaction. If you're coaching them, they know that you care and they know that they've got a chance to get better. Uh, if it's just about the competitions, they don't understand when they don't get to play enough and they don't understand when they don't get to shoot or be the anchor on the relay team. Uh, making a difference as an athletic director and, and trying to gain some insight into what needs to happen and what could happen for the future at Monmouth College. I got to watch Coach Glasgow do it extremely well for 30-plus years, and he did everything. He was the department chair. He was uh, the athletic director, and he was a head coach in baseball and basketball of two really successful programs. So I got to see him spread himself out a little bit and make a difference for a lot of kids. But while the same at the same time he was coaching championship teams, he was also helping grow the track program and other programs that all mattered to him. And all of our programs matter to me. I'm not sure all of our coaches think that sometimes, but 
Um, we've, we've got a lot of things that are important to us in terms of what the future of each program is, and we try to peck away at all of those as we can. I don't think anybody's budget at home probably allows them to have a new house, a new car, and, and uh, take a whole bunch of vacations at the same time. That's kind of how I think about it with our sports teams. We need to add where it's going to have uh, potentially the greatest effect, and that's what we're working on. That's Director of Athletics, Recreation, and Fitness Roger Haynes and Track and Field Head Coach Brian Woodard. They are two big reasons that Monmouth has one of the top athletics programs in NCAA Division III. Don't forget to point your browser to MonmouthScots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And while you're on the site, be sure to sign up for Scott Scoop. That's an outstanding weekly e-newsletter produced by Mama's Sports Information Director, Nathan Beliva. He's the official voice of Fighting Scots Athletics. And that's a wrap on this 18th episode of Mammoth College Conversations. Tell us what you think or add to the conversation by firing off an email to us at news at be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.